to Northcast. This is a new podcast where we want to present you with interesting stuff about the Nordic culture. This is the first episode and it will be focusing on the Danish export festival Spot. The podcast is three interviews with the Nordic bands and the three bands are as followed. The Icelandic trio Samaris, the Swedish band QNDA or Quenda and the Danish duo Rested Beats. Now, let us get into it with the first interview with Samaris. Thank you for tuning in. Well, because when we first started it, it was... Um... The special thing about Samaris is that they sing in their native language, and that is where we started the interview. We just wanted to make music that we liked. Yeah. We didn't have any plans. It was never supposed to be anything on an international scale. Um, and we actually stumbled upon this idea to use the old Icelandic poetry and we kind of fell in love with it because it's so it came so naturally to us and these poems are written in a certain way so that there's a really comfortable and good flow to them and made it easy to sing and made it kind of perfect to sing for us so we felt like we had stumbled upon something that was a beautiful fit it was a combination that we very much enjoyed and then Suddenly, we got all these knocks on our door. Everyone saying, "Do you want to come here and play and do do and do this?" And mm. and completely as a surprise that people abroad were also interested in this. Um, but we decided not to change it because at the same time as people were asking this question, like, "Why do you want to do it in in Icelandic and not in English?" Nobody actually said, "Could you please do it in English?" Everyone was just curious, like they hadn't, mm. they wouldn't expect it. And um, and for us, I feel like it's very special that we can go abroad and we can play music in a language that nobody understands and they still enjoy it. And it feels like it's not about the lyrics anymore, even though the lyrics are beautiful, but it feels about the initial idea that we like the flow and that we like the way it sounds. So it's just like another instrument. And um, I mean, it feels that way. and People can interpret it in their own way. And um, some people are curious about the lyrics. Some people find it annoying. <laughs> and, but I guess I guess less people find it annoying than actually people find it interesting. So, but I mean, at the same time as we do that in Icelandic, we're not entirely against doing it in English as well. Like we might may as well do it. But then we'd have to kind of we would want to write the songs from mm. scratch in English. We don't want to translate because it just doesn't do it justice. <laughs> It's not that common to hear already written poetry in music, and it's not very common to hear. Uh, written Icelandic poetry and music, but Samaris has changed the game and actually only sing Icelandic poetry in their songs. Is it uh, specific themed poet poems mm. or kind of and and um, intentionally they are quite specifically themed. There are um, a lot of songs about the nature and about kind of spiritual um, experiences, and sometimes they would pick out the the bits that we like from the poems mm. and often they have a religious undertone but we skip all the religious parts mm. so it's just about the spirituality mm. which we really like because they're often very beautiful um, and just yeah anything that we find interesting we sing about the ocean mm. and we sing about the stars and the moon and and elements that are around us and then we sing about sometimes there's like deep sorrows and griefs and mm. we sing about that and sometimes just happiness and, and kind of pure bliss All of these elements just appear here and there, and we just choose what we like. We're like curators. Mm. We just pick and choose. Yeah. So do you fit the music to the poems, or the poems to the music? Usually we do the music first, because okay. um, we're all kind of music brains. We just mm. we think about it in, like, we just write the song and do the melody, and the, and the vocals, lyrics come afterwards. And 
And then we tried to, to theme it so that we're not kind of, <laughs> we tried to not sing really jolly lyrics to a very <laughs> dark song and vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we usually choose it afterwards. When Summer has played the first song, the sun was shining over Aarhus, the sky was clear blue, there was no wind. It was actually quite idyllic. The first song was called Tipra. It's a song about when the, well, I think I've analyzed it, but I still don't understand it perfectly. But I think it's about when the sky is kind of trying to tell you that there's something really euphoric happening. It's like a, you look up and you feel so tiny and so small, like the world is just so big and beautiful that you, you kind of, you transfer into it. It's in like a higher, higher yeah. state.
don't know if you notice it, but they used a clarinet in this song. And I haven't really heard of a clarinet in electronic music before. And the reason why they use a clarinet is actually quite obvious. Uh, Arsla and I are both clarinet players, that's oh. how we met. And yeah. we studied it. Arsla, she actually just yesterday, she just finished her uh, clarinet study. She had a big concert. So now she's <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally done with it. Um, but no, it's it's uh, actually just a beautiful instrument. It was also a surprise that we were going to use it in the band. We thought in the beginning that we were not going to use it at all. But then we're in the studio um, and we said, well, I have the clarinet in my backpack too. We should try it out. And we just really like the sound because it sounds like a, a synth mm. when you put effects on it. But then it's really like organic and dynamic and has all this extra texture and layers that like are really natural and, and kind of and and you cannot get that from a synthesizer um so we we just stuck to it and it's actually kind of crazy how much we're still exploring just the combination of clarinet and clarinet techniques and then effects and using a, a like a using an application to to create kind of textures and, and stuff like that and we use sometimes loops and we can create layers and and more like chord basses from the clarinet and we're still we're still finding out stuff that we mm. never thought existed and still experimenting so it's really good yeah so if you want to watch these videos performed live you can go onto a youtube channel youtube.com slash out in the north channel it's uh there are some really cool performances there actually and the next song from summer is is about a warm beach and I think it's a little bit funny that a Icelandic band sings about a warm beach, but Jofridur has an explanation for us here. It's a, a song that we all think is about, like when there's um when um you kind of imagine yourself on a tropical beach, and you feel like you're you're kind of just sitting down, and there's a lot of like waves around you. And you can put your hands into the into the sand, and you can feel it's really hot, and like, and it feels really nice and, and dusty somehow, and really like it's like yeah, it's like just the right temperature. And then you like you open up, and there's like um, it's kind of like you're you're on a beach, and everything is like kind of blue and and purple, and you're almost like falling asleep. And then when you fall asleep, that's when the song starts. And then you wake up and it's over.
Right now you're listening to Northcast from Out in the North. The next part of the podcast is with the band QNDA or QNDA from Sweden. And we're going to first listen to one of the songs called Birds. And when I listen to this song, I actually feel like I'm flying somewhere in Sweden. And and when you listen to this song, I think you can really hear what their sound can do to the listener. Say you're sorry, or I guess you're not. Then give it to me, is that all you got? It's, it's, it's more or less as a dream. It's uh, it's based on a dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have these different parts with with drums and guitars, and uh, then it takes you back to the piano and and the vocals. And it's uh, almost as as a dream could work. You know, you, you're uh, in one second you're at one place, mm-hmm. and the other second you're at a different place. It doesn't feel strange. All those jumps, you just. You're just at, at a new place and, and it doesn't feel strange. It's not what you think, but something in my
before we go into the interview, I'll just let you know that it's not because we were inspired of this previous song, Birds, that there are bird noises. But in the apartment where we're doing the interviews, there were a dwarf parrot, and you can hear him quite easily. So, but but don't let him ruin it for you. I think uh, uh, all Nordic bands have this, or not all, but but Nordic bands have this uh, uh, feeling of of uh, uh, this calmness, because um, uh, yeah, just as you said, we find inspiration from the the Nordic uh, environment where mm-hmm. we've been that been yeah. surrounding us for the last couple of years. Quite mellow, yeah. quite cold. Yeah. And uh, and we like it and and uh, both musical and visual uh, yeah. visually. And quite dark as well. So Even though I'm a happy guy but yeah. But I think uh, music tends to be better if you can somehow feel pain or maybe yeah. express feelings. Uh-huh. So it's like I'm not that much into this very happy music because the, the darkest winters has the, the brightest uh, yeah. the, the warmest fires and, and the coziness and we have this uh, we have this uh, uh, really uh, family like situation with all our friends uh, when we yeah. uh, hang out and uh, it's uh, during the winter since we're inside a lot. Uh, yeah. Mm. You said there was some calmness in the, in Nordic music. So is that like an? Do you have like an effect that makes the music more calm, or just? Was it just a natural thing for Nordic? People? Probably maybe a natural thing. Yeah, and and also the, the reverb and stuff like that makes the uh, creates a depth in the music, like uh, uh, a next. Uh, a new uh, environment uh, that's not inside a studio. Uh, it's more like an open landscape. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess that's uh, uh, really important also for for this uh, calmness. Though we can can create calm music without without it, but there's one way. That's one way. Cool. Um, would you would you say could you name some features in your own music that that is Nordic. <laughs> I think somehow our music relates to the landscape and uh, and uh, and the winter somehow, hmm? uh, and because it's so dark, uh, it feels like our music sounds like the life we live <laughs> somehow. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't have that much more to do during the winter, no, besides no, playing music. Exactly. But it's not depressing. Uh, no, no. It's, but it's, it's but it's, it's, it's a certain it's a certain mode. Yeah. yeah. Feels like floating, like ice mm. flows, mm. and uh, as it's dreamy, mm. and mm. It, it takes you somewhere. Mm. It slowly moves forward. Yeah. It's also like a, a, a mantra mm-hmm. uh, in, in the same way.
have this uh, this depth of of, of uh, time and space. So all those three things, the the uh, the ma- mantra, if you say that, uh, the the time and space and the floating. people think that reverb is a way to, to hide. Mm. Uh, you put the effect on and, and you can do, uh, you can you don't have to play that well because you have this room that yeah. clears it out. But I, I don't think that's true because if you think, when, when you enter a, like a big cathedral or a, or a large church, you, you can't just step in and, and do what you want to do. You have to to be careful because everything you do will will sound ten times more and, yeah. and be everywhere. So, so you have to adapt to the environment. Yeah, exactly. So by using reverbs we have to be careful with what we use and, and can't uh, uh, create just, uh, just this uh, uh, wall of sound with the 100 tracks because uh, we have to be careful just because of the reverbs I guess mm. uh, and uh, by doing that every instrument becomes really really important Northcast a traveling podcast bringing you the sounds of the Nordic region <laughs> Post-Grand individually oh. that we listen to Each just other. 
and oh, uh, as a band. Yeah, mean? both what you what you what you're playing yourself. And, yeah, swing with. <laughs> <laughs> and you can erase that one. <laughs> As you can hear, the English language sometimes collides with the Nordic language. We had a talk about language with the Danish band Resting Beats and whether or not to use English or the native language. Um, yeah. English has taken over the Danish? Yeah. Is there too much English in the Danish language today? I think it depends on who you, if, whether you want to preserve the Danish language or not. Mm. I think there is there's a, a lot of Danish or English in yeah. the Danish language. And if for people who, you know, are very good at speaking it, maybe they studied in English yeah. as well. Mm. Um, sometimes you actually feel that, you know, it, it, it's a more rich language. It has a lot more words than the Danish language. Yeah. And, and thus, Sometimes you actually feel one word in English could describe something you have to say in a sentence in Danish. So you kind of you really want to say the English word, but that's how you feel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now, it's it's more natural for me writing in Danish. I've written songs in English, and I still do some. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a long time ago. But as we said before, like the thing with being simple and being everyday ish like that's easier for me in danish i can be myself and it's more honest it makes the the expression more honest i think um and i actually like the danish the the language yeah. to sing in because normally danish maybe it's it's not the most beautiful language you could choose but i like the the ugliness in the day yeah in the language in some way the sounds you can you can make Of course, the fact that I sing in Danish yeah. most of the time makes it Nordic. <laughs> um, and also, actually, the lyrics, even though they are quirky, as you say, yeah. I focus a lot on that, but yeah. it's still simple. Yeah. Like, it's not a... Um, yeah. It's simple pictures I describe or feelings. Yeah. It's not so... Yeah, I like to make it complicated, even though using uh, less words than yeah. needed yeah. or, you know? The first song by Rest in Beats is called Moor, which means walls. I really recommend you to go onto our YouTube channel and watch them play live, because it's really unique, and it's like, like a musical playground actually. But now, for your ears only, let's take a listen.
I thought it was easier to write in mm. English, so that was why I did that. Yeah. But no, when I write in Danish, it's really... Yeah, I don't think about the English language, actually. Because mm. um, I don't think in English. No. That's, when I write songs, it's just, what do I... It's just me in Danish, so... Do you think <laughs> other Danish artists think more in English than in English? I think, yeah, definitely. Almost all the singers I know, they they sing in English. And why, why do you think they, they rather sing in English than Danish? I think um, there's a lot of reasons to that, but I think one reason could be that it's uh, it gets more personal when it's in Danish. And it maybe for some people it's nice to have a distant distance. Um, yeah. I like to be totally honest and mm. provoking too sometimes mm. when I perform because that's what uh, something music can do and lyrics can do. Mm. Yeah, that could be a reason. Mm. And yeah, it because it's people expect something really great when it's in your own language. I think I think uh, a lot of people think like that. Why? Yeah. Because when it's your mother language, then then you should like. Yeah. Yeah, it, it makes sense I think that people expect a lot of themselves when they know the language fluently. Mm. Yeah. Maybe it's just me, I'm <laughs> I don't know why I feel the opposite way, but for me it's it's more natural in Danish. Actually I'm a singer songwriter. Mm. I write songs with my guitar mm. or by the piano and actually I've listened to a lot of Nordic artists as Feist. Leslie and uh, there was one called Nina Keenat mm. or Hanne Hukliberg. I just mm. yeah, I just remember and Tina Diko like several years ago, of, several of years ago. I have a background in in battle mm. DJing, so you know this real hip hop. You go against another DJ and do a lot of crazy tricks and and then into producing beats also with mm. big hip hop influence. The other song, which is called "New View," um, is this very—it's it's a very playful song where we pl we play it all live. Um, the, the bass and the drums, and Resman is triggering some uh, some of her own vocal samples, and she sings the kind of the second voice on top of that. Um, and and yeah, we always have a really good time playing it because we just improvise a lot and and have fun and allow ourselves to mess up a bit and it's yeah it's it's nice to break out of the the grid of electronic music and chains and be free I need a house I need a couch I need I need a good view I need a mom and I need a dog I need I need a good view I need a room and I need a door See I need I need a good view I need a sister and I need to smoke I need a good view I need a new view Cause the one I have only brings tears I need a new view I'm tired of only 
mentioned earlier all these interviews were made at this year's spot festival so it was very natural to talk a little about spot festival and their expectations and what they thought about spot festival as a whole so let's let's listen to what the bands has to say about it i think we should talk a little about spot festival mm-hmm. how has yes. it been super good amazing yeah. it's it's our first time here and yeah it was uh we we had a had a great concert um there was yeah we were really moved by how many people came and um and 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 stayed and and were happy and 
yeah and also the the, the room we were in the stage mm-hmm. we were on where it, it was not the most intimate mm-hmm. uh atmosphere it was kind of a conference lobby and 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 that was that was made it a bit difficult to to feel uh, intimacy with the audience so i don't think so i think you, you felt like that <laughs> i thought that it would be like that when when the audience uh, weren't there yet but yeah as soon as they were there and there were like uh, three or four girls in the front singing along mm-hmm. the lyrics i was like okay i don't care about this room this is really nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah it means a lot yeah. to the audience if the it audience does. Is good then. Yeah. The place is not that important for me. True. I don't know. But it's different with you. I I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think also I I, I guess it's it's because I kind of uh, well with, probably when if I start out with that feeling I kind of just close around my mm-hmm. my little own bubble. Yeah. And, which I try to break out of yeah. as much as I can, but uh, maybe yeah, maybe that was what happened. I had a great experience. It, it, this makes it sound like. Uh, I had a <laughs> shitty experience, and she had a great experience. No, no, no. It, it, yeah, it, was, it was a great experience, mm. for sure. It seems like it's a very, very good vibe here in, yeah. in Horus. And just, oh, the venues are amazing. Yeah. I've yeah. never seen something like great this stages. in, in yeah. Sweden, no. No. the same. Yeah, how do you feel about this this festival as, as, a, as a whole, where you like you have uh, five to ten stages? Like I in, think it's in, awesome in a little circle, more or less. It's yeah, awesome. Just walk from yeah, it's, it's it's strange. It's it's different to have uh, have uh, that many stages yeah. so close to each other. Yeah. Because yeah, in in all the all the festivals I've been to, there's been a uh, if if it's a uh, inside festival, mm-hmm. uh, a city festival, there's one stage at one, in one part of town, and then you have to yeah. to to ride to another part of the town. But exactly. here you have the, all these large stages just uh, one minute from from yeah. from each other. That's that's really special. Yeah. It's great. Mm. I mean, it's like it's not all the countries that have like a, a mm. established no. um, industry showcase festival. And I know that in Iceland, it's like the biggest event in music. Mm. The music scene over there is the Iceland Airwaves. Yeah, so if exactly. you compare it to that, then I imagine it's pretty big. Mm. Um, I mean, I guess, yeah, because they actually actively get people over that are working in the music scene, not only in Denmark, but in Europe and in exactly. like other continents and stuff. So, I mean, it's quite special. It's always special for like Danish bands to get to yeah. play for these people in their own home yeah. uh, country or hometown or... Um, so I imagine it's very special because of that. Yeah. Um, and for us, I mean, for just to be a part of like the whole like Nordic countries music scene. I mean, it's it's good. It's really like yeah, it's an honor to be a part of it. Yeah, nice. That was the end of our first podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We hope to make more podcasts about Nordic culture in the future. So tell us if you want us to talk about a specific aspect of Nordic culture. You can find more about us on facebook.com slash outinthenorth or on youtube.com slash outinthenorth channel. So uh, yeah, see you later guys.